You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everyone. I'm Anthony Catchman. Thanks for tuning in. This is our season in review for the 2016 Minnesota Twins. I'm joined by Rhett Bollinger. And, Rhett, uh, it was just not the way any of us expected this to go, especially coming off the major strides the Twins made in 2015. Uh, you expected a, a step forward. Instead, a huge, huge setback for here in 2016. How do you sum up a year, a year like this? Definitely, this is like you said. I mean, this is a team last year that you know was in contention to the last week of the season. Uh, you know, eliminated them second to last day of the year. Um, this season, that 0-9 start kind of really put them in a tough spot and never ever able to recover. Uh, the pitching has definitely been a big issue this year. Uh, the worst ERA in the American League. Uh, the offense has been, you know, at least decent. Obviously, we've seen some amazing performances from guys like Brian Dozier. Uh, the bullpen has had some issues, too, in terms of some breaking some new guys in and losing some guys to injury. Guys like Glenn Perkins obviously missed the season with uh, labrum surgery after only a few appearances. Trevor May was supposed to be a big part of that bullpen. Uh, you know, had a bunch of back injuries on the DL three different times. So the injury definitely played a role. Uh, and some of it, too, was just some of the younger guys that were hopefully take a big step forward. Uh, didn't really make that step. You know, Byron Buxton had a nice September, but overall struggled, uh, you know, especially early in the year. Miguel Sano wasn't quite as good as he was in his rookie year either. Some of the guys like Eddie Rosario, too, had to go back down to the minors to work on things. Uh, so a lot of things went wrong, obviously, to have to, you know, to endure a 100-loss season. Certainly wasn't what they were expecting, and, and sure enough, obviously, it cost Terry Ryan his job in July. So uh, definitely an important offseason coming up for the Twins because it was definitely a very, very uh, disappointing uh, overall season for Minnesota. Yeah, Rhett, when you reflect on that, um, you know, obviously – Twins have been a very loyal organization. Uh, that's been their reputation for a very long time, and and Terry Ryan was there for a very long time. So I think that that kind of sums up the year right there. If it was bad enough that Terry Ryan could not survive this year, I think that that kind of says a lot. Uh, as you reflect on on the magnitude of that move and, and things moving forward, what are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, I mean Terry Ryan's been a part of that organization for a very long time since the '80s. Uh, his second stint as a GM. Uh, the organization's been very loyal, and Terry was loyal to them, too. And the big thing with Terry was every year his contract was year-to-year. He didn't have a five-year deal to do the GM or anything like that. So I think it surprised him when ownership came to him in July and said that he wasn't going to be back. I think he kind of assumed that he would be. When they said no, he said, well, you might as well, you know, fire me now to kind of at least get ahead with this uh, GM search. was, you know, typical Terry and certainly the right move for him. And even for the organization to kind of to move forward in a sense, uh, we'll see, obviously, if it pays off and everything, but it sounds like, as of right now, uh, the Twins won't confirm it, but Derek Falvey from the Indians, assistant GM, uh, looks like he's going to be taken over now as the head of baseball operations. Uh, he's also supposed to expected to hire a GM as well to kind of work underneath him under that kind of a system here. Uh, Falvey's very, very well-regarded, kind of brings a, a new voice to the organization, certainly much younger than Terry Ryan in his 30s there, 32, 33 a young guy, but certainly someone that's worked in every facet of the Indians' uh, front office. Um, very, very well regarded, so we'll see what he can do as the new president of uh, baseball operations going forward here. You know, uh, 
when you reflect on, on 2016, so much of the, the, the Twins' offseason strategy revolved around Byung-Ho Park. He comes in as the DH. Miguel Sano moves out to the outfield to accommodate Trevor Plouffe at third base. Well, none of those things worked out. Uh, you know, Plouffe had a rough year. Sano had a very rough uh, defensive go in right field. And Byung-Ho Park optioned out at the start of July, finished the year uh, in, in the minor league DL with wrist issues. Um, just a, a really tough situation all around. Yeah, the Twins really wanted to kind of inject some offense and thought that by signing Bianco Park, to which was a reasonable deal at the time, uh, made a lot of sense to kind of get his bat in the lineup as a DH with that kind of power. And then it allowed, you know, Plouffe to play third, his natural position, and have Sano move to right to kind of keep his bat in the lineup instead of having him, you know, DHing all the time as a 22, 23-year-old. Uh, it seemed to make sense, but at the same time, uh, asking Sano to go to right field definitely did not work out at all. And one of those things, kind of in hindsight, looking at a guy who's 270 pounds, making that transition, uh, you know, in hindsight, it looks pretty obvious that, that was a bad idea to do that at the time, uh, especially having watched him play out in right field uh, and the inexperience he had. Um, and then at, on top of it all, Park really struggled, uh, you know, especially uh, falling into a slump there, going to AAA, dealt with kind of a wrist slash hand problem the entire season, ended up getting surgery there at the end of the year. Uh, I'm sure didn't help his overall numbers either. And just, you know, the overall transition to the majors and also just to America was a lot for parts to, to deal with. So, um, yeah, it was tough in that sense. And Plouffe, too, was supposed to be part of that solution at, at third base. And he had a lot of injuries with his obliques. I think he landed on the DL three different times. It was obviously out for the season, uh, you know, most of September. Uh, so, yeah, it was a tough year. And we'll kind of see how they kind of plan to, to solve that this offseason, you know, to see if they believe that Sino is, you know, more of a DH type or if they think he can play third. Did they trade Plouffe this offseason? A lot of questions. The log jam in the middle infield. They're starting corner infield. Even Kenny Vargas actually had a pretty solid season in a short time in the majors, so he's still kind of in that mix, too. So when you got those guys and obviously Joe Maurer as well, you've got a lot of corner, outfielders, or sorry, corner infielders in this team. And I think the new front office will have to kind of decide what the best way to be to, uh, to kind of fix that log jam. Couple of veteran bright spots. Brian Dozier had uh, one of the great offensive seasons for a second baseman of all time, uh, from, a, from a power production standpoint. And uh, in a really ragged rotation, Red Irvin Santana was a bright spot. Yeah, they definitely those are definitely the kind of the two MVPs of the team for sure. And not really anybody else really even close to those two guys. Dozier was obviously the best offensive player on this team, and certainly could even gather some, uh, you know, MVP uh, votes, uh, you know, at the end of the season here. Uh, even though the Twins have been so bad, just because the overall numbers are so overwhelming to see a second baseman, you know, driving that many runs and to hit more than 40 home runs, uh, you know, and to score over 100 runs as well, pretty much was, you know, I think he even, you know, stole 16 bases. So he pretty much did everything offensively for this team and batted leadoff, mostly because they don't really have a traditional leadoff hitter. I think Byron Buxton will develop into that. But as of right now, they kind of stuck with, with Dozier as that number one overall hitter. And he's yeah, hit a lot of solo home runs as a result, but the home runs just kept coming. I mean, just that whole second half was really incredible to kind of see how slow of a start it was offensively and to turn around just been incredible. And same kind of thing with Irvin Santana. Santana had a rough start to the year as well. Uh, since mid-June, his ERA is, you know, among the best in the American League. Uh, he's pretty much every time he's been out there, he's given the Twins a chance to win. Uh, but amazingly with how, you know, tough it's been for the Twins overall, just the win in general. I think, you know, Santana only has six wins uh, despite an ERA in the mid-threes. So definitely two guys to build on. I mean, we'll kind of see, though, at this offseason, certainly are, both of them are definitely trade chips as well. If they wanted to trade Dozier for pitching uh, or even Santana, obviously they need pitching, but I guess for younger 
maybe more cost-controlled pitching they certainly could try to deal. Santana, who has both guys have two years left on their deals. So you could see that happen this offseason. It'll be tough decisions for the new front office. Um, but overall, their seasons were definitely uh, great ones for the Twins despite the overall record. You mentioned the new front office. Uh, reportedly to be headed by Derek Falvey from, from the Indians. And, um, you know, Brett, to me, I, I, I think he's walking into a good situation overall. I, I think it's a, a situation where the, the fan base will come out and support you. Um, I, I think it's one where there's a lot of, you know, good young talent in, in the system. And I think Byron Buxton strides here uh, in the last month of the regular season really say a lot. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of uh, – obviously none of us is smart enough to know what the immediate future holds as far as roster moves and that sort of thing. But as far as a broad-based look at the situation, what's your take? Yeah, like you said, they definitely have a good farm system and some young pieces here. You know, they have Buxton and Sano and even Barrios with the struggles. You know, a core of those guys and, you know, Eddie Rosario in that mix. Jorge Polanco's had a nice rookie season. Obviously, Max Kepler in right field. So there are some building blocks. The big question is just, you know, where is the starting pitching outside of Urban Santana? But obviously, you have Barrios, but he obviously had a tough, tough year um, in his first rookie season here. Uh, some other top prospects are in the minor leagues. You know, Steven Gonzalez. You've got Cole Stewart and, and Tyler J. So there are some, some arms for Fernando Romero's in that kind of group there as well. There are some arms in the minor leagues, but the question is how soon can they get these guys here? And, and also the big thing, too, is in terms of player development, is how can you get these guys to come up here and be more consistent and to stay that consistent? We've seen guys either come up and not be ready or we've seen guys come up and have a taste of success only to you know falter the second year or even within that same season. So um, there's definitely a lot of things that need to be fixed when you have 100 lost teams. There's certainly still a young enough core that you can build from that. Um, but like you said, it's hard to predict exactly what you know this new front office wants to do because there are some pieces if you want to trade a Brock Dillard, you can, but he's also the you know the face of the franchise right now and wouldn't really be well received. It would definitely be a signal that they're rebuilding. And I think that's kind of been the hard thing for Terry Ryan even was with the new stadium having Target Field open in 2010 and then to have those struggles right out of the gate starting in 2011. The Twins never really fully committed to rebuilding. They were always still trying to, you know, Terry Ryan always said they were still trying to compete, even if the records weren't there. They were still trying to sign pitching, you know, obviously spent, spent money on, you know, guys from Kevin Correa to Mike Pelfrey to Urban Santana to Phil Hughes, uh, you know, a lot of different free agent signings to try to bolster the team. They never really did a full teardown and really ever rebuilt. Um, and I don't know if that's the case right now of how much they want to rebuild or how much they want to try to, you know, salvage this and they feel like they could maybe be better next year if the younger guys take a step forward. Um, so, yeah, definitely a lot of tough decisions coming forward. And the big thing, too, is, is you know, is, is the new front office going to come in and clean house? From what I'm hearing, not it's probably not going to happen to that extent. Uh, some of the guys that have been key decision makers in the past uh, might stick around. Obviously, guys like Rob Anthony, uh, who's been the interim GM, uh, he still has another year on his deal, too. So uh, I'm definitely interested to see kind of what the major changes will be in terms of the front office and even just the minor league coordinators, the minor league staff, to the, even the major league coaching staff. And what we've heard, Paul Molitor will be back, but the coaches, nothing's guaranteed. So uh, the new GM, definitely Derek Falvey, definitely has a ton of big decisions on his hands. This is one of the more important off-seasons for the Twins in a long time. So he has to kind of decide, can we, can we add to this team and try to you know, build with this young core and try to compete in the short term, or is it better off to try to trade away our most important, our, our best assets to try to build for maybe two, three years on the line? But the hard thing is they've just been struggling now for so long I think it's a good fan base, and even just this weekend, uh, the last weekend of the, of the you know, Target Field this season, had great crowds, and they were into the games. 
Uh, so it's certainly a great fan base and a, and a great ballpark to work at, but there's still just a lot of things they need to fix because there has been a lot of losing since 2011. Yeah, definitely a lot of uh, big-picture topics on the table as we head into the offseason, and Rhett uh, does a great job covering all that for MLB.com. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.